0: We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. quarter million dollars of credit card debt. I still
1: remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Caleb Nation. And Nation is his real name. (laughs) My real name. Yes. Caleb Nation has the YouTube channel, Caleb Nation. That's me. Um, He was also an author at age 14 it's kind of sorta yeah
1: Yeah. I had the idea on uh March 3rd of 2003 I was just laying in bed and I was just thinking and this idea suddenly popped into my head of just an image of this boy and this banker his like stepfather banker sitting on a roof waiting to like catch this burglar that had tried to break in the night before and then I jumped out of bed it was like nine o'clock and I ran over to my desk this I was 14 and I started scribbling down all this idea and this stuff and I just literally didn't stop on this book idea for about six years I wrote it directly. Through you know high school all the way up to college, and it just kept going and going. And I, all of a sudden, out of you know, I I started just playing the game of like I'm gonna pitch an agent. That's what you. That, I mean, yeah. I, I want to be an author. I'm gonna do it. Figure out how to do it. Pitch an agent. All of a sudden, an agent got me. Then all of a sudden, I got a book deal. And then all of a sudden, I was like 21 years old when my first I on my first national book tour. My first
0: book came out. Wow. This thing that
1: I started whenever I was like 14 years old and thought I never would have thought that anything would come of it
0: the actual writing you were doing at the age of 14 right. made it into the book I had, well, uh, specifically the concept right it's, it's awesome. yeah it's it's
1: pretty bizarre and that same exact scene is still it's still the opening of the book very so cool it's it was <laughs> a
0: very fun experience um you've also worked with um big networks like cnn npr abc mm-hmm. mtv a few other ones some big brands Orabrush was or, one or the brush or brush <laughs> one of my about. very first yep. sponsors in yep.
1: fact it's like my uh Orbush is a is a part of my my story, like my poop to gold story. It really is. It's it goes from gold to poop, then back to gold again. <laughs> you know, it goes this up and down. Yeah. And it's I uh a very, very long time ago, actually before I started writing on the book, I um there was this I forget how old I was I was like I was 13 12 13 and I heard on the radio there was an ad they had put out that said that they were looking for a new radio show host for this radio station in Austin Texas like one of the biggest radio markets and I went over to my parents and I was trying to see one of those tests that you do as a kid to see which parent is going to be the one that says no and I was like I want to go try out for this radio job I want to be on the radio I want to do this yeah I mean I have no media experience neither of my parents are in media none of that just ambitious I I just wanted to do I was like, this would be so cool to just be on radio. Not even, I never even thought about like TV, video. It's just radio. And then neither of my parents said no. And so then I was stuck. And so I called, I called up the radio person there. We went in and saw it. And he didn't have any problem with the fact that I was like a teenager. He gave my dad a key to the studio so that we could come in. You know, once every week I would do shows on Sundays. And I would go in and I would run the morning show with this squeaky little kid voice talking on the radio, people would call in and be like, can I talk to that girl that's on the radio right now? I'm like insulted here. No, it's just me with my little kid, 13 year old voice, you know? And I, I just did it and I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with radio Uh because it's, I can say something and then all these other people, my friends, everyone could literally just tune in from anywhere in that whole city. And I not know. And it was my first experience with, me speaking out and these the people know so much about me but i don't know anything about them there's just i don't know how many people are it's going to be seen by yeah and that really got the bug in me of i i guess that i like talking to people i guess i liked saying this stuff even in my little segments on this radio show it's like i could be creative and do it my way and so then from there i did radio and i just kept doing that and i actually i liked it so much that when my parents all of a sudden moved from the city we moved into the deep deep texas country And it was like going from the suburbs to legit farm. Like rural, rural, very, where I grew up. (laughs) Right, 15 minutes down a dirt road. Like there was not even a road that got to us. And then our place was literally raw land. And we would go out there on the weekends with my dad with chainsaws and literally cut down trees just to make room for us to move in trucks to build like the house there and all of that. They were very much in this farm life idea with cows and chickens and pigs and goats. But whenever we moved, I couldn't drive into the radio station anymore. Like no one, we couldn't get there. Yeah. So I thought, well, what I'll do is, I'll just get my equipment, the microphone and everything, and I will record this at home, and then I will be able to send it back to that original radio station and just, they'll just play it. Kind of like podcasting before yeah. podcasting was ever, like no one, you know, I didn't even yeah. call it podcasting. because I was using a word. Right. I'd produce it in my bedroom closet. Nobody knew, none of the radio station people knew. And then all of a sudden I thought, well, wait, if I'm giving this MP3 file to one station, why don't I just contact another one? And so all of a sudden, I just started syndicating a radio show from home without saying the guy calling up on the phone to the radio stations is the same guy that's hosting and producing and editing and all of these things. All of a sudden, these radio stations started signing on until I had this nationally syndicated radio show that I was running from my bedroom closet <laughs> as a teenager just making up my own thing and I would just put the mp3 file in their own little logins and all these radio stations. It was in like 23, 25 states and countries.
0: What was the subject
1: matter again? What was it was, you it was a countdown show. So oh. it was an internet countdown show where people would go onto my website and they would go on there and they would vote for all these different songs and the ones that got the most votes each week I would tally them up and I would go down the charts and read each song, you know, each little segment, I had like new songs. I would have the indie minute where it was like an independent artist could have their song featured on the show that would get them more exposure. And I had literally no clue what I was doing. No idea. It's like, I literally had to learn it all as I was going along of like, well, what's a condenser microphone and why is this better than me using this little one? That's like stuck on my computer. Yeah. Why do I need to, what editing software, how do I cut audio and move things, you know, and clip stuff out and, um, from there, it's like I I literally did that national that syndicated radio show. My name was Caleb Crew back then. It was my my fake radio name. I don't know I've I don't I've never actually like connected with anybody who's heard the show before. But it was like I don't know how many years ago that was. Thirteen years. Thirteen years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I brought it with me to college when I moved out. I brought it, it's easy. You bring microphone, and your equipment. I would cut them all together, and I did that until all of a sudden the book came out and then I started doing YouTube. And then I was like, I like this much better. This so, <laughs> I mean, I can really connect with a lot of people more and yeah. they can interact with me yeah. as opposed to That's being you on the missing. radio. You don't know unless they email you. And so then I, uh, you know, I, right around the time in college, I was there, I got the call in and it's like oh, this rush of a moment when it's like, wait, I've been working on this book since I was 14 years old. Is this in real life? Like, is I still have my notebook from when I was running to class and I get a call from my agent and I just scribbled down. I'm an author, like in big letters, I'm an author and I dated it and signed it because I'm like, I'm going to be older one day and I'm going to look back on this and, and just think like, how did this happen? Uh-huh. How did it happen? How did I like, like, I, I, I don't know. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm a, I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm uh-huh. not like a super, like I have to, I don't have any training and I had to literally learn it from zero to making every single mistake along the way to, you know, to, you know, Starting and then stopping a nationally syndicated show that I was doing from my bedroom, and then starting this YouTube career, and you know, yeah. going into that and books and and all that stuff. And, and I'm still kind of like, you can tell if how fast I'm talking. So I'm like, wait, all that <laughs> stuff actually happened. <laughs> I have proof of it that it happened in this life, but I don't know where it came from.
0: That's, you know, that's pretty amazing. Well, no, it's very clear you have just a lot of natural drive, right? Mm. Just there's something inside you that's just like, I've just got to go do stuff. I've mm. got to create. I've got a story to tell, and that's really cool. Um, well, so now you have, I mean, you've been doing your, uh, your YouTube channel and stuff for a long time. Um, uh, you're now married to yep. another YouTube creator yep. BFF
1: Taylor. Uh, BFF my wife. Taylor,
0: yep. You actually proposed, um, wow, you, you recorded your proposal, yep. right? You vlogged it, uh-huh. essentially yeah and that was she had no idea yeah it was great yeah you could tell from the reaction that that was was legitimate yeah 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 there's nothing staged about it and you but although you actually did it on a stage right right? i
1: actually did it on a stage Uh and so the the reason it's like our story actually you know goes even like a bit further back because it was in the middle of the time whenever i was i think it was around my second book or i don't remember which one and i was like at this youtube convention in florida called playlist live and i was there you know just talking about stuff and meeting people. I think that that may or may not have, that wasn't my first YouTube convention, but it was my first one that was outside of California. Yeah, And so I'm over there and there's all these creators and all these people that I'm meeting. And uh, she just happens to be another featured creator who's there and I had seen her before. From like she had, you know, doing live streams and stuff and collaborations back when the YouTube community was very small. It's like, if you were a creator, everyone knew who you were yeah. because there were only like two or three hundred of them making yep. everything. If you had 70,000 subscribers, then you were legit. Like that was a big deal. Yeah. Now you need 70 million to be anybody. Yeah. You know? sure. and it's like there's thousands of people now that have millions of subscribers. Yeah. But uh, she and I met there, and uh, we were just literally friend-zoned. There was no connection, anything there. It was like we would do, collaborate on a video if I needed like to make a funny video, and I needed someone to be a Justin Bieber fangirl. Well, who do I go to? I'm going to go to BFF Taylor. She, fits. she definitely has <laughs> Justin Bieber posters and Justin Bieber shirts. Like, she's the one to go to. And we just, you know, from, from a distance, she was in a different state. And then uh, all of a sudden, we were at a, the next a VidCon, And I'm walking in literally the Hilton hotel at VidCon and I'm walking through the doors. And then all of a sudden this blonde girl, Taylor runs up to me and she just says, date me like, um, like almost like a demand. It's like date me. And then it's like this question of why haven't you dated me yet? Why haven't, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just (laughs) like, okay, she's joking. What is she? She's like being silly here. And then uh, it continues, it continues through this whole VidCon experience. And then I'm being, you know, trying to be cooler and cooler because this is a person that I've been friends with that I haven't ever tried to impress at all. And now I'm like, well, if this is happening, maybe I should go into like trying to impress this girl mode or I don't know what. Uh And we're going to this uh, big VIP party at one of the VidCons and I'm walking in and then I see this blonde girl standing at the door and security is like not letting her in. I'm like, she's with me. She can come with me. Come to the YouTube party. Uh So I let her in. And then it's like, so I don't lose her. I'm just holding her hand. Uh And then I just don't ever let her hand go. It's like, I'm just trying. My mind at first, it was, I just don't want to lose her in this giant crowd. Yeah. And then she doesn't let go of it. It's like, she just keeps holding my hand. Uh And then it just progresses and progresses and progresses. And then we're like, what? wait, were we joking about this before about dating (laughs) each other? Or is this something that's going to actually happen now? And so, and then... A few years later, we're at Digifest in, uh, uh, New York okay. and I'm going up on stage and then out of note, I don't, I didn't tell her she, I had the ring hidden with me. I'd already talked to her mom before. It's like she was watching on the live stream and all that. And, uh, all of a sudden, we're talking about. I don't even remember what I was saying because so it just goes blank. Yeah. And then uh, I just I proposed there. So it's like our history starts with Playlist Live, one YouTube invention, dating at VidCon, and then proposing at DigiFest. It's a, it's a tech fairy tale literally internet fairy tale right <laughs> yeah, here that's yeah right. Awesome. and it was like when when does that ever work out yeah you know how right. did you know and especially it's the whole idea of it's like she was there the whole time but i just had no no clue of it that we had so many things in common we were both homeschooled we're both from the i'm gonna say i'm from the south she says texas isn't the south <laughs> but i'm putting it on the record texas is the to south and utah is the south so <laughs> south <laughs> <laughs> <sure> yeah right <laughs> i don't know about that maybe i'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing i not being the south <laughs> but yeah and so, oh yeah I hope so uh, but yeah it's like we're you know, homeschooled we did YouTube and then whenever we like we get married and move in together all of a sudden we have double the soft boxes and double the lights <laughs> and it's like we have our own massive studio now it's great
0: you know it's awesome pool your resources yes yes <laughs> this is a very resourceful <laughs> um, union awesome um, okay so what, so now what's, what's your main focus? What are you working on now?
1: So all of the, that super long story, like kind of comes to it's, I did YouTube videos for I mean, almost, almost 10 years, I would say, cause my channel, I started it on in 2007, so very, very early stuff. Yeah. And I, sometime there was a time where I, I, when I quit what I was doing and I went and started doing YouTube videos full time, basically. So I got to tell the pooped gold story. So it's yeah, like they, this it. is all all mixed I, I into don't even it. Even
0: need to ask questions. No, uh, no, I'm just no, no, gonna I'm just, I'm I'm the, the poop to gold. Let's <laughs> you, see
1: what's else on that list. Uh, you, you can
0: just run with this man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just I'll, gonna. will give us a conclusion at the end. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking.
1: You know, I uh, we um, let's see. So I was at the part where okay. So I got the book deals. That was my dream, and my big dream was to write books, move to Los Angeles, text kid. That's what I want to do. I was in college over in Dallas. And then when I got the book deals, I'm like, there's my ticket. I'm gone. I'm done with this. I was, I had probably done two years, two and a half years of college. I just dropped, I dropped out. I was like, I'm either gonna stay here and finish my English degree, or I'm going to go chase the career that you get an English degree for. Yeah. And it's when, sometimes whenever I was in classes, it would be, you know, if once the professor starts asking the student like, well, come up here and talk. you have a book deal. Then it started getting kind of, it was just a little awkward because I felt like, I'm not actually smarter than these people here. I'm not smarter than this professor here, but it's a lot of attention that's like starting to come onto me just because I have this industry thing that just happened. Yeah. And I'm, I was still a teenager. So I didn't, I, no, no one trains you. No one tells you what to do. Right. And so I dropped college, left college, moved to Los Angeles, got my apartment, got my silver BMW that I thought would be cool. And I'd fly out here, having my cool career, living my dream and all that. And I did a couple of national book tours. You know, it was just like the works. It was so much fun because it was like a dream. I never thought that would happen. But then... As what happens with book deals and with things, it's like sometimes it just, it's like it doesn't click. It's like the audience doesn't find it or the book just doesn't chart. If you don't hit a New York Times bestseller with your debut, then it's very difficult to continue what like might have been planned as like a four to six book series. When it's like you get to the second book of it and then it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to continue doing it. If the first two books, if like, if we, I think it's like, I mean, it's, it's, When you think about numbers, it's like when we sold, I think it was over a hundred thousand copies is what they said for like the first books. And yet that's still not enough in the book industry to really say that we want to do six books in this series. I didn't know that. Like I had no one had prepared me for it's like when. Like someone signs on and says that we're going to do this, like do six books here, and then you only have signed for two, you imagine, well, they're just going to keep going. You forget there's a business aspect to this whole thing. It's not just your dream. It's not just you're, you're putting something out that you've like worked on since you were a kid. It's there is an actual business that's behind it, and they need to, they they have to make this something that's viable. And so when all of a sudden I, in my head, I think I got I got plenty of book deals ahead. This is my life. I'm going to be an author. All of a sudden I'm in Los Angeles with my car and living there. And then I get a call and it explains to me that it's like, look, we're really sad about it, but like, we're not, we don't want it. We can't do the next books in the series. It's like, we got it. It's got to stop here. And that's, that's how it is. And you know, uh, it was such a huge letdown because it's literally, I reached my dream and I had what I thought was everything that I ever wanted. And then all of a sudden from, it was nobody's fault. It was just, that was, that's the way business is. Sometimes it's like a show gets canceled. Something, falls apart and that happens and even with all the fans and the love and it's like the fan sites it was it was it was almost something that I, I I haven't really talked about until now I've never really mentioned it because it was almost like an embarrassing thing that shouldn't have been embarrassing because as my wife tells me she's like you still got a book deal you still did this thing you still did these tours you still enjoyed it but it was really sad at the time it was really like wow I'm, am I gonna have to leave Los Angeles because of money Like I just had all these book deals and it's like, I guess I didn't have the skills to understand that when you're in a career that they pay you every six months, when you get to the fifth month, you better have been smart at month one and two, or you're going to run out of cash. Like you will run out of money if you're getting royalty checks every, you know, twice a year. And it is very difficult as someone who's 21 to look at that, even being frugal, to look at it and say, I need to be thinking about six months from now, or I need to be thinking of, well, what if my next like book deal, what if the foreign rights they spend, they take another year before they mail the check. You can't rely on any of it, but there's nobody that trained you for that before. Right. So all of a sudden I was in Los Angeles living my dream, had my fancy car, had all my, well, fancy car and, you know, not for LA sake, but you know, <laughs> Texas, fancy hey, car. I have
0: a 2007 Toyota Camry. Yeah, it's, fancy. Yeah, very, <laughs> yeah, it's very reliable.
1: Yeah. But I, uh, all of a sudden I had just renewed my lease when they called and said about the book deals. And, um, I had to go down to the apartment people and I'd say, look, I know I just signed it, but I got to break this lease. I, I, if I, if I have to pay you the fee to break the lease that I just signed last week, I will have nothing left. I this, I'll be over. Like you have to let me go. And luckily, they let me go. I loaded all of my stuff into a U-Haul and I drove it. My BMW in front, U-Haul in the back, all the stuff I had, the little bit of cash I had left, and I moved to Arizona. And I, because Arizona is much cheaper, it was like a tenth of the cost of living in Los Angeles. And I, as I was leaving, um, two things happened. As I was leaving, all of a sudden, my um, my stomach started hurting and i didn't know where what it was coming from it was of course very stressful because you know it's like is my dream crumbling or is this just like a pause in it yeah and my stomach started hurting and as i was leaving with my stuff i get pulled over by the cops and they said that oh your tags are expired for california i said gosh use the u-haul here i'm leaving i i don't i can't i don't need to get a new california plate if i'm not going to live here i'm moving to arizona and i don't have money for this still gave me a ticket Still oh, gave it to me. Still, you know, made me do. It. I'm like, this is really going downhill fast. This is not, not what the dream was supposed to be at all. This is not what I thought this was. I, I did. I was imagining like something. I was, I was imagining it to stay the same as it was in those two years. Like those first two years were just like it was. It was. Crazy. It was, they would pick me up in like a bulletproof car. And I was like, I don't, I am not important enough for this, but they thought because they didn't understand the internet that I actually needed this type of protection. They thought that there were people that they would read their crazy stuff. They would write online and like fan fictions that would include me and random people in hotel rooms. And when they would see that, they're like, these people are going to kill you. And I'm I'm just like, I don't I don't know what you guys are reading. <laughs> but I moved from there, moved to Arizona. I got an apartment out there that was much cheaper and two times the size, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's like a bathroom I didn't even use in this place when I had no money. That's what you can get in like places like Arizona. Right. You know, get a new, you know, everything's falling apart. And as my stomach starts hurting, worse and worse and worse until the point where it's like I suddenly I'm in Arizona, I've run out of money, I've run out of a career. And it's like, I don't have a book and it's difficult to write a book whenever you're stressed like that because it's like, well, am I writing it because I want to write it or am I writing it because I need to make money? I don't want to write a book to make money because then the book doesn't turn out. It's It's not good. It's not a work of love. So then while I'm there, the, uh, that's when the YouTube partner program and stuff started kicking up when we started getting multi-channel networks. And this thing of YouTube that had literally started, it was, I was doing it to talk about my books, doing it to talk about my blogs and things that interested these people that were going to be reading the book when it came out and leading up to it. All of a sudden I started making videos about other stuff. And I was, you know, I, I all, when, when the YouTube partner money started coming in as checks. Then I started realizing I need to have two careers. I can't just be an author. I can't just do this one solitary thing that you hear about all these amazing stories of like Stephanie Meyer and JK Rowling, yeah. where it's like they get their hit right away, yeah. you know? And I'm thinking Stephanie Meyer, she got like, it was almost a million dollar deal deal for like her first book. It's like they divided like 300,000 each book basically is how it was. It was a huge thing. I'm like, where's that deal? Where I, I wrote a book. Like I have a story. Where's my but I ran out of money in Arizona then all of a sudden i found out that i had crohn's disease that knocked me out yeah. i could not stand up i could not get out of bed this was you know good um, not almost almost 10 years ago i would think knocked me out and uh th- when you're in pain and you have a medical thing that it's like it's not your fault and you can't control it then it that's when the dominoes start fall it's like i can't work so i can't pay for health insurance i can't pay for health insurance so health so then i'm going to be in pain i'm in pain like back to where i can't work now it's like i can't do anything they it was bad enough where they were trying to put me on like those like opioid painkillers and they gave me one i was like i cannot take this this is not going to help me creatively this is going to mess me up and if it messes me up then i there's there's if i have no income and i'm here and it's like this job and this job isn't working then what am i supposed to do so i kept doing youtube stuff and then i started to rely on youtube i did daily shows i did all of that stuff i had a good youtube network that had guaranteed a very high cpm and i thought well all i have to do each month is i need to get 1 million views if i get 1 million views that will pay all of my bills and i'll be fine then the algorithm changes in that grand old year where all of a sudden everything's finally i'm like oh i have a new slight career i'm starting to do better with youtube and all of this stuff algorithm changes because of those reply girls that were ruining everything. And they changed it. They took all this stuff off. And uh then my income, you can literally see the day on YouTube where it goes up here and it dun 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 and mm-hmm. it's like, well what this is happening to me again. Mm-hmm. This is my a whole career that I'm dedicating stuff to and I'm really into all of a sudden my it it I cannot support myself on this thing anymore. Everything yeah. is just like crumbling and I there was a moment where I was I was at my apartment and I had twenty three dollars left to my name, and I was fighting and fighting. I was like, well, I had this book career that that some I have I have to put that on pause. Something's not working with it. YouTube career, well, now that's not working. And it's like, well, what am I gonna do with the type of skills that I have? I didn't finish my degree. There's not really places in Arizona that you could go and work and doing you know create videos and things like that. And I. and it was like choosing between am I going to go and buy food for my pet chinchilla or am I going to go and get stuff for me like it's like well she's got to eat she's gonna starve I'll eat a can of beans or something like it was down from up here and getting this amazing treatment and feeling like a VIP all the time and all this money and everything to it runs out it like very fast and if no one's explained that to you before you don't think about it stretching it out and so I was so so desperate at the time that I went, I I was, I was, I went on Craigslist and I was looking for jobs. I was like, I can do, I can do design a website. I can do anything. I just need something to get me just any cash. I had not like hardly anything coming in and my royalty check wasn't going to get there for another three months. So I went on Craigslist, desperately looking for jobs. And then strangely, somebody like responded back to me. And it's like, I found something about some real estate company that needed somebody to come in and just film videos. I was like, I have, I have a DSLR camera. I'll do it. I'll do it. So then I go and I meet up with this guy. His name is Louie. He was a, a is just, I don't know how we got linked up other. It's like a universe thing, but this guy, Louie sits down and we're talking about, I'm saying, I'm trying to be professional. I need a job. I'm running. I, I, I'm like, this is my career. This is what's going on. It's embarrassing. And it's like, and this guy doesn't even know me. And he just, He's like, okay, so I need you. So you're going to ask for this this salary, but you're going to ask for more than what you're saying you want so that I can go back to my bosses and talk you down to the salary you actually need. And he said, and I'm going to like talk you up more and get you what's a sign-on bonus. And he said, the sign-on bonus will be, it's a few thousand dollars. That's how much, how much money do you need? Basically, this is your sign-on bonus from this company oh. I work for. It literally, I could not pay my rent and my rent, I could pay my rent. It's just this, this soul, this person just came out of, out of nowhere. And just like, uh, I, when I uh, like everything's going wrong and there's this one breath of fresh air of this yeah. person that takes me and like, he's explaining to me that this is something you can do. If you have these skills, he went on YouTube and he's saying like, you're not, you don't have to just be on YouTube making videos and doing stuff on yourself. It's like companies would love to pay for the skills that you have of making websites, driving traffic and all of this. And I, he got me from having nothing to step, step, steps up. He got me, he introduced me to business people. He treated me more than I wasn't just like a camera person. He was like tr- talking me up to people. And then he, he got me with people that taught me how to take the the skills that I'm doing for fun yeah. and turn it into an actual business to yeah. sell myself as I didn't know what a consultant was to yeah. say, I'm an internet consultant. I have all of these years of experience of making stuff that big companies don't understand at all. Right. And I can go in there and I could, they don't know what subscriptions meant back then. You didn't know what YouTube and any of this Snapchat wasn't even around. So you definitely didn't know what that was. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden I'm with this, this group of executives and people that are multimillionaires, that are very impressed with my skills. Like when I think I don't know anything, I'm, I'm think I'm just this baby on the internet basically. But to people that have no understanding in this new world, it they thought that that was really cool. And I go from being like the like on the, the, the star side of it, the talent yeah. side, to being on the producer side. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it because then I don't have to put makeup on. I don't have to brush my hair. Mm-hmm. I go in and make other people look great. And I know all the stuff that I would wish that people would do for me back whenever I was making content and videos and promotions. I know all the stuff that I, my, my dream of equipment, my dream stuff, if I'm setting things up, I know how to do it and I love doing it for other people. And so then from then on, I've just been, I've been doing consulting. That's
0: so awesome. It's like,
1: I and I meet all, so many amazing people from doing it, but um, I'm thinking back to, so the transition from there to, it was within a year of in Arizona, after everything fell apart, I had enough money to move back to LA, everything was going so much better, and I moved right back to LA, and I've been here ever since,
0: awesome. uh, It's it's been a, it's been a trip, as, as, like you said, as a consultant and a producer, yeah, right, yes, yeah. so that's your current job, and you're producing now for, Dr. Said, Drew, yes, Dr. Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew, Yeah, uh-huh. which that
1: is is another thing that's like how does the universe line these things up it was all it's, it's very it's a, a my story is a long story of very happy coincidences and very good things that come from the worst parts of my life congratulations on your success
0: specifically with dr drew that's awesome thank
1: you you were a very big part of all of this stuff going up because when i had no money and everything was falling apart when i was living in arizona who comes along with a great brand deal i had an idea and i pitched it and i wasn't sure if it would go through i was like i want to make a music video about the aura brush i'm gonna dress as a pirate and i'm gonna make a music video and you guys came through you like you sponsored it and i'm like wow this is great and it wasn't like back then it's like companies would want to give you free stuff for exposure but you guys were legit like you came along you're like you knew i had people have bills to pay you're like we're gonna pay we'll pay for it paid more than i thought i'd ever get for a brand deal at all and it paid my rent so awesome. you guys are very directly integrated into the fact that I was able to eat that year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to have Jeffrey listen to this yeah. podcast. Cause I think he was the one. I think so. Yeah yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. yeah. No, I, mean, I remember. You you I got remember yeah, yeah. But I think he was the one that was doing, yeah, but I was, I was in on, on the email chain, but that'll be really good for heartwarming for oh, me yes. to hear.
1: It was great. I still use my aura brush. Still use it. <laughs>
0: Don't we all, <laughs> um, I've got a gift here oh, from our thank clients you. as well as yeah, we love a them. copy of our book. Yeah. To Gold. yeah thank you so much. So, yeah. Yeah. I already have this. You now. so oh, you do. I've, I am. I've okay. already said no. No, 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 no I can my make it a gift coffee. to somebody else. There you uh, go. Thank you so much for having awesome. me here. Yeah, thank huh? you so much, and thank you guys for for listening and for watching. And remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one.